This is the Barrel Racer's Edge podcast. Whether you're training your first maturity horse, putting the finish on your current barrel horse, or maintaining a seasoned rodeo horse, we're here to give you that extra edge in the arena and in life. The Barrel Racer's Edge podcast is a show that digs a little deeper into the things that are going to get and keep you and your barrel horse at the top of your game. We're going to be chatting about everything from saddle fit to checking your brain at the gate, conditioning to working on answering that age-old question of train or pain. Thanks so much for joining us. Now let's dig in. Hey guys. Uh, So this is super exciting and getting even more exciting as we carry on with our podcast here. And today I get to take the mic and ask Tiffany a little bit more about um, her past and everything that she's gone through to get to where she is now. So I'm going to go ahead and say hi to Tiff. Hey, (laughs) and um, I'm just going to get right into it and ask you, Tiffany, how your past, um, like what you've done in your past, obviously, and, and the journey you've took to get to where you are now. I want to know more. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so it's interesting, you know, kind of preparing for this. I was I was looking back and realizing if I had known my end goal was to be an equine sport therapist, I probably would have not taken the path I did. But on the same token, I wouldn't have gained the experience that I feel like I needed to to be able to do the job I do now. So that was just kind of an interesting side note. But um yeah, I started out with the goal of becoming a horse trainer. Um, you know, it was in the early nineties and that was, you know, if I wanted to make a career with horses, I had kind of thought that was the way you went. Um, and growing up, I had a pretty, um, strong goal orientated family. Um, so we were always setting goals. My dad, um, he, was a coach eventually for the CFL, but also was a personal trainer. We did a lot of traveling with the boxing club um, and was kind of always sitting in the corner for pretty high level athletes. And then my papa also, um, he was a five-time Olympian actually in speed skating and he also coached for a year. So now when I look back, I realize that I was raised around, um, yeah, just a different kind of thinking. and people with a pretty strong, positive mental outlook on things. So I think that's kind of cool. It's kind of a side note, but um, yeah, so I started out thinking I wanted to be a horse trainer early nineties, you know, (laughs) equine massage was kind of seen as like witchcraft. Basically (laughs) there was like a person that a person knew that did this thing with horses and it was kind of, yeah, you you barely heard of it. it it's kind of funny. Yeah. And it just miraculously made your horse better. Yeah. You know, I, know. <laughs> I actually remember coming to you, Tiffany, and, and, uh, kind of bringing up the subject of energy work and how amazing this was. And I had to, I had to believe in it because my horse was just so acceptable to what was happening to his body. And, <laughs> and yeah. you were a little bit like, oh, I don't know, but I, I, you obviously did all your homework and looked into it. <laughs> Oh, totally. No, I went into this field work where I was like, that stuff is woo woo. (laughs) (laughs) Now look at me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And only only we had this magical power 
back in the day. <laughs> I know. Hey. Well, it, and it's like you said, you know, when you start to see the results, I'm pretty results orientated. And so when you start seeing results with something, you're like, okay, well, there's clearly something here. It can't all be just smoking yeah. here. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's interesting. So I never had the goal of, you know, becoming an equine sport therapist or even massage therapist for that matter. It was kind of this out where weird thing. Uh, didn't fit in my box at that point of beliefs. <laughs> so mm. I kind of kept changing disciplines. I started out, gosh, I think I was 13 or 14 when I first started working. I went out of town, like we lived in a small town. So I went away to the coast. You probably remember. And I think I would come back wow. most weekends. I went and lived with a family friend and rode with a trainer. Um, so that was a circuit kind of hunter jumper deal. Um, I rode for two different people there and was a groom working student, got to sit on some amazing horses. Um, that was really cool. Then we shifted. I kind of dipped my toe. Didn't you go down to Texas or something as well? Yeah, there I went and rode for a cutter down there. And that was kind of, that's kind of when it shifted a little bit because that's fast forwarding a decade. Oh, okay. But I remember you going around a lot and and working with a lot of professional trainers. Yeah, there was just kind of a bunch of different disciplines because I kind of kept not feeling that solid click. Like this is where I want to be. This is what I I should be working with these horses. And I think it's just because I was still in that trainer hat mode and I really found it interesting, but it just didn't feel like that was my true calling. Um, yeah. And so when I was in Texas, it was really interesting. I got to work for, um, a cutter down there and we went, I went and loped horses with him and we got to go to the big, uh, for charity in Fort Worth, which was amazing to be able to ride in that arena and lope horses there. That was really yeah. cool. Now what, but what I saw traveling down there, um, was the people behind the scenes that were helping these high, I mean, they're the best in the world. Um, behind the scenes with the, uh, they, I'm pretty sure it was PEMF machines. They had a massage, they had a Cairo and they'd be around at the shows supporting the animals. And then they'd go in and, you know, do their job and do it really well. So I started right about then kind of realizing, okay, that's what I want to do. I love, I love the behind the scenes and supporting. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where I shifted my goal. So I came back home Um, and I, I moved up and like actually moved in with you and (laughs) decided to finally apply to go to equine sport therapy school there in Vernon. And so I did that two year program. And ever since I haven't looked back, I just, I love what I do. And I got to say that program, man, so many great, um, horse sport massage therapists have come out of that program. Yeah. Yeah, it was really good. Lots of hands on as you went through. So you could kind of develop your feel um, while still being supported in a community. And so that was a huge bonus um, and building clientele. And then I just really felt as I went through, I was like, oh, that's why I, I, I needed to sit on all those horses, those phenomenal, super athletic, balanced doing different things. Um, but there was a lot of overlapping trends and I feel like that's helped me so much now in looking at the biomechanics of a horse and really understanding what their expectations are for their body. And so then I'm able to help. I feel like so much better. And also on a mental game piece of it, because 
when you're working on horses at large events or competitions, it's really important. <laughs> you know, your what you say, the words you say can impact the competitor. So I think it's so important to be aware of the pressure that they might be feeling or, you know, what they're dealing with so that you can frame things in a way that's going to be supportive also for the rider. So I can kind yeah. of see now in hindsight why I needed to go through that to be able to um, yeah, do what I love. I love that part. I love it. Yeah. Find your North star. <laughs> yeah, totally. totally. Everything I kind of feel like, you know, we talked a little bit about myself in the last episode and, and you this time, but everything happens for a reason. Hey, like you're going through this large journey in your, through your life, thinking that this is the way you have to go, the path you have to take, but every little piece comes to you for a reason. And I, I even like to talk about the horses that have come into your life. Can you, you mm-hmm. know, I feel like they have taught you so much um, in what you're in your field of work. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Every horse teaches you so much. And especially when you're be able to work on horses consistently over a period of time. And I really, really love working on the high level performance horses mm-hmm. because um and even just sense it with sensitive riders, because it's so rewarding when you can, um, yeah, get that feedback and fine tune things even better as you go. But yeah, I've been very, very lucky, um, to work on some pretty amazing horses at some pretty big, um, events. And, and that was, my yeah. Dream. Do you, do you have any standout moments? <laughs> well, one of, uh, <laughs> you know, actually I remember setting a goal. It's so interesting how, um, you know, you can set a goal and have no idea how you're going to get there. You know, you don't know the how, but you have it in your heart and you're like, well, I don't know how that could ever happen. But I remember when I was in, um, school first starting out for equine sport therapy back in 2009, I was like, okay, well, my ultimate goal would be to go to the NFR and support a horse there because that's, I mean, in rodeo, that's as far as it gets. And I myself am a barrel racer. And so I do love, love the sport of barrel racing. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's pretty amazing. It actually came true. Yes. <laughs> in 2018, I was able to go with Carmen and that was for her a dream come true. Um, but for me, it was also a dream come true because that was my goal. And mm-hmm. at that time, there was nobody in the area that was competing at that level, that there was even a chance. So it's kind of random mm-hmm. um, and really was pushing myself to set that goal. So that was yeah. really neat when it came to fruition. And you yeah. got to come with me. It was such an experience. Yeah, I did. I got to come with and experience that as well. And, and I just thought, wow, man, oh man, how, how lucky Carmen is to have such a great support team for herself and her horse because uh not only did you go but Marion went and she's also going to be one of our hosts on this as well and oh man her her mindset and her mental help for all of us as competitors like top competitors too and um what a great village to have around you when you're heading into something like the NFR I thought wow like what a goal it can be a lot of pressure for sure. And I was so honored that, um, I was able to be there and in her corner because yeah, it's not something that I take lightly, but yeah, it's a lot of pressure on riders for going places like that. So that was really cool to experience it and loved helping out behind the scenes when I could. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) That's pretty great. Oh boy. Yeah. Um, 
another another pattern I kind of saw have seen over the years is you know in horses getting to that level you know any of them but I mean that rip in particular one horse with most heart but I think any horse at all the different disciplines I saw when they're at a high level in their sport their heart is so in it like they just are so passionate Mm -hmm. about what they want to do and I just when I see that I so badly want to be able to work behind the scenes to be able to physically help them be capable to yeah. do what they really want to do. So yeah, that's oh, it just gives me shivers mind. thinking about what you, <laughs> what you do do for our animals. Um, like Tiffany is a huge part of my village and getting me and my horses safely down the road and everything. So, um, Gosh, yeah, she's super, super talented, <laughs> Miss Tiffany. <Aww. laughs> well, thank you. I sure love and, it. And it is a true thing. Like every every great horse that I've been on, you know, they just desire to do it. and They have a desire to do it and they love it. You know, they yeah. might be a little bit crazy yet, but they just, they're crazy <laughs> for it. <laughs> it's excitement, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you couldn't, you can't make them work that well, you know, that at a certain point, their heart's got to be in it. And it's so cool to see when that, when they're able to do that. That's kind of my, yeah, that's what drives me. I love, I love that piece. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I got to say, Tiff, you're wonderful at what you do. And um, just so blessed to be able to go this journey with you pretty much my whole life. And Mm -hmm. um, and, and so grateful to be able to share um, what you have to offer with the rest of the world now. So, uh, well, I'm, yeah, I'm excited to do this with you. And we're going to get into some really cool topics here coming up on some other episodes. So it's really Yay. fun. <laughs> it's always the most awkward one when you have to talk about yourself, right? I can't wait yeah. to get into good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now we know a little bit more about ourselves. So <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Okay, well, thank you all for listening in. And yeah, we're like Tiff said, we're going to be coming forward with some more great stuff here in the next few episodes. <laughs> all right, talk to you later, guys. Bye. Hey, guys, thanks so much for joining us on today's episode. Be sure to click that subscribe button so you don't miss out on any future episodes. And if you feel so compelled, we would love to have you leave us a little review or even share this episode with a friend if you think they might find value in it. We hope you have an amazing day and don't forget to enjoy the process. We'll see you soon.